On today's episode, Dave interviews Austin Titchener. Austin toured with the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and for seven seasons, he served as the Associate Producing Director of the American Stage Festival in Milford, New Hampshire. He also produces and hosts the Reduced Shakespeare's Company podcast, All Things Reduced. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. You're the only guest that was interviewed twice, but one day we're going to find the, uh, the lost Titchener tapes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great title for something. The lowest titchner tapes. And, and that people are going to go, wow, they were not interesting either of those times. I was, so, I was so excited when you posted the original interview. I went, oh, I can't wait to hear my interview. And I right. went, holy crap, my Chicago accent's getting really strong. Who was that? I've only been here. I don't even know uh, who it was. Who was that? It was... Who was it? Because suddenly I went, Wasn't oh my me. God, no, no, that's not, that's not, that's not this person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that too. But uh, at, at the end of the day, like, I'm so glad that I come back here and able to talk to you. And Yes, welcome back to Chicago. I love being Dave back. I, lo I love being back. And, and uh, we have a, my sister. Actually, we both just got back here. I know. I've been gone for seven weeks. Right. Which is like, this is why we left LA, because Dee doesn't want to be a single mom anymore. <laughs> She'd rather be a single mom in Chicago than LA. But I think that that's, that's what ends up happening is, for me, my traveling, my, my, uh, and this is one of the first times that my trip has taken me. I've, I've organized it. So fly to New York, yeah. work with these awesome people in New York, and then hitch, hitch a ride from New York to Chicago, then go from Chicago to Toronto, then go from Toronto back to L.A., Boom. where I'm spending a little bit of time in L.A., and then I go to Oakland. I think I go to Oakland, and then I go to Austin. And it's, it's the idea of creating your own work. Yeah. Actors, improvisers taking back the night. I'm a big fan of that. I think it's huge, and I, I also think yeah. that that people don't that they're. Uh, uh, I was talking to somebody who was telling me that she was in a a meeting with a bunch of feminists. I'm just saying this is the feminist meeting. I'm not making anything about it. But she was saying that one woman was saying, "I have just turned 40, and I cannot find any work." <laughs> and I'm and, and nobody there aren't any parts out there for me and it pisses me off and I'm thinking and I said to my friend I said you I would I, at first I was thinking this why don't people listen to what they're saying hmm. don't people listen to the words that come out of their mouth and the words for me are I can't do this I won't do that there's nothing here for me right. as opposed to how do I find how do I get what do I do? Right. What do I want? But sometimes, and I learned this the hard way from my wife of twenty-something years. You know, they just—they're just venting. They're just—they're just going. I gotta get that out and there. Right. And hopefully, they go to the next step, which is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. I—I I mean, from yes. But if that is what it is that they're venting, yeah. they only get one. They're just allowed <laughs> yeah. one venting. Yes. I'm a, yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. You've done. You've said that. Now, now go to the next step. Exactly. Yeah. And that now go to the next step. A lot, I think a major part of this is people go, well, I don't know what the next step is. And, and I'm thinking, well, I don't know what your next step is. C.S. Lewis said that in one of the Narnia books. He said, it's all very well and good to have a good cry, but eventually you have to stop and figure out what to do next. Exactly. I'm paraphrasing, but it's always sta stayed with me. That's exactly it. And I think that people are, you're entitled to that anger. You're entitled to that grief. You're entitled to that sadness. You're entitled to that. But that is not why you're on this planet. To vent. Well, no, not just no. event. You're yeah. not on this planet to be sad all the time. Yeah. You're not on this planet. And right now, I'm in the middle of something that where the person I'm dealing with somebody who is who is hurt, oh, yeah. and who is hurt. And I feel like let's let's 
Let's not make that hurt anymore. How do you make that not hurt anymore? Right. Someone's got to go away. <laughs> oh, you're the one causing the hurt. Yes. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah Someone's right. got to go away. Yeah, right. It's not working. This yes. is not working. I know how to cure you. Goodbye. That's one. And it's also, there was something that somebody wrote today that I read where they said, sometimes um, uh, the best way that you can help someone is stop helping them. Mm. Yeah, well, and you can't help a person who won't help themselves and blah, 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 blah. It's up to them to change. Right, and change they change them. when they change. Yeah, they change on their schedule, not yours. Right, and yeah. I'm not waiting for them to change on my schedule, right. nor am I waiting for them to do really anything. Right, right. As a parent, though, because you're a parent of two and one at Exeter, Jesus Christ, I mean, what the fuck's going on over there? Probably, I don't, I don't know even, about it. I don't even, actually, I, I was know. just there. I know you're just there, <laughs> and it's like, but you just being there doesn't mean you know anything. No, it's true, it's true. <laughs> Although I feel like I'm pretty lucky in that way. I mean, with both kids. Whatever ups and downs Dee and I have had in the past, whatever, mm -hmm. five or six years with a career and move and everything else, right. the kids are happy, healthy, highly presentable, right. good in school. Right. So that has not been an issue outside normal parenting, how we're going to pay for their education, right. college, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, that's, that's, not, all, that's all math, right? That's all math. It, well, it's math, and yes, you've got to have as much more income than you have outgo. Right. It's, you know, basic budgeting. But what was the point? The point, the question was this. When you have a child, yes. you look at that child and you say, I don't, uh, uh, I would imagine as a new parent, you, you would look at the child and say, that pain that you're going through, I don't want you to go through that pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like watching a friend go through that pain. Yeah. That pain that you're going through, I don't want you to go through that pain. And as we get older, and I'm, I'm using the, the, the parental thing, as we get older, we realize, oh, I can't help my friend who's in pain other than being present to that pain right. and talking, them, right. talking with them, but they are in charge yeah. of that. But when you're a child, when you're a parent of a child, how do you do that? You understand my question? Yeah, no, I, yeah, no. It, it's it's horrible that you know you don't want you, you don't want your wife to be hurting, you don't you really don't want your kid to be hurting, mm -hmm. and 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 yet sometimes you, you want you well you want to fix it, but sometimes you kind of go oh no this is just something this child has to go through. Right. That's just part of pain that is just part of growing up. Right. You know, it's funny our kids being our kids. Uh, early on, I would ask them, "Are you really in pain, or are you doing a bit?" Right. <laughs> because, because they would sometimes do it as a bit, not right. as attention, but maybe right. they'd try to get a laugh and it wasn't working or mm -hmm. whatever. But, you know, they would, no, I'm real, it's real, it's not a bit. Okay, all right, that's good. Then that's fine. Let's deal with that. Now, when you, when, that, when you just did the bit of them doing the bit of saying that it's not a bit, I was thinking at that moment that they would realize it's a bit. <laughs> it's a bit, but it's a it's it's a bit, but it's a it's bit a, couched in something else. It's an honest bit, exactly. Yeah, right. It's right. an honest bit, but still, and it goes back to the idea of in improvisation and in acting yeah. to be aware of being aware mm -hmm. of what you're doing. Yeah. The moment that you say, "Let's take this sadness yeah. and let's look at it," saying, "Is this genuine sadness, yeah. or is this a bit?" That is, is this sadness couched in a bit or a bit couched in right. sadness? I'm not quite right. sure. Well, and sometimes you just have to hold them and go, I know, that really, really sucks. Right, and that's a huge thing right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing I can do. There's nothing you can do. Right. This sucks, and we just have to get through it and figure out the next thing to do. And that idea of just getting through it, I'm not holding on to that to right. say it's not about us sitting in this hole. Right. It's not about how did we get in this hole. Yeah. It's about us doing the doing uh, doing the due diligence to get the fuck out of the doing hole. Doing the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, doing, and it's not just the next thing. It's the thing that's present to us. Right, 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 right. Because the next thing is past that thing. Right. Well, yes, if you can get, yeah, once you get through this thing, crying, right. crying, weeping, right. mourning, right. then you go, all right, 
oh, yeah, let's, I'm going to get up now and I'm going to do this thing. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I've been having a lot of these discussions lately with people about holding on to your story. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your story? You know what? My mom, I was talking to my mom about it yesterday. My mom's mom died when my mom's uh, mom was 45. My mom's brother died when my mom's brother was 33 or 34. So she's had a lot of death in her family, a young people dying. And it wouldn't be unusual for her to hold on to that and go, what's the point of ever being friends with anybody? They're going to die young. Or, um, don't you understand what your life is all about? You could die when you're 45 or 35. And to to say that, but she's not doing that, which allows her to live her life. Mm -hmm. How many people I know that an incident happened in their past and they're still fucking holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. I, it amazes me that people are able to let go at all, particularly who've been through real tragedy, not mm-hmm. just not just middle You're class. You're talking about the Holocaust. I'm, yeah, I'm talking, that's the only real tragedy. The rest of it is just <laughs> exactly. You don't know listen, what my people went through. Listen, Talk about a story. Talk that's about the a same story. story. That's a story. Although Jesus, you've got to pull the Holocaust trump card. God, really? <laughs> you know what? I had a really shitty day. Really? Did really? you lose your family in the exactly. Holocaust? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Did you think you were taking a shower? Yeah. And then took a uh, took a human nap? Yeah. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Right? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. shut up. Sit yeah. down. Eat this. I don't like that. What? You know <laughs> right. what? In the Holocaust, you couldn't get that. Well, this is the, yeah. This is the thing. I think perspective is very important. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I, you know. As I said, I travel a lot. With the Reduce Shakespeare Company and everything else, but 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 you know, and it's hard and it's hard being away from home sometimes. Right. You toured with the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Right. You I know. did. I know. Um, I remember that. Um, um, and I think many of our listeners do. At least two of them. And um, you were awesome in that show. But one of the things that we do, I think, in all of our shows, is if, if, if we can, if we can, if we can make the subject matter of whatever we're talking about, be it Shakespeare or American history or the Bible or whatever mm-hmm. literature. If we can make the subject matter less intimidating, right. then I think we've done a service. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Right. You know what? Right. Okay, so, so okay, I'm back. Welcome uh, back. I am back. I'm really excited to be back. So, I'm back. So, here's, this is what, I saw a movie the other day, and uh, this is the movie, and I was on another podcast where I, I was talking about, uh, I, I do this thing called Fuck That Book, mm. and you know, I've talked about it in this podcast before. And the fuck that book is uh, if you have a book that's on your nightstand that you're not that you haven't read in a long time, yeah. fuck that book. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. If there's a book that you haven't finished reading, that fuck that book. If there's a book that you haven't started and you're never going to start it, either realize that it's art or fuck that book. <laughs> so there's movies that I go to and I go fuck that movie. And the fuck that movie this movie was, and I had a conversation with my family about it yesterday, was Lee Daniels, the Butler. The Butler, yeah. Now there are so many. Historical uh, inaccuracies. Inaccuracies in that. Uh That I feel like does it really serve the purpose of being in service? Do you understand what I mean? Does it really serve the purpose of being in service? Because it is. Yes, it shows all those things. But I guess the same thing can be said. But when we go to a a reduced Shakespeare show, nobody's going. I don't think it was like that. (laughs) I hope not. Although, well, you know, there are some humorless people who do. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't get. I mean, they're 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 missing the larger truth because they're not getting the joke. Right. You know, they're not seeing. We. I mean, we always try to get our facts right when we're not getting them wrong on purpose. Right. And when for you're not comic get, effect. Right. That when you're not getting. And when you're. One of the things about about creativity is is giving me context. Or, or one thing about what you guys do is give me context. Right. Hey, we're going to tell you the entire history. We're going to do all the, all the Shakespeare works or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. All of them. We're getting all of them in. And it's like, 
oh yeah, right? Yeah. And then we're able to have context with it. But with this Lee Daniels, like the fact that they changed the guy's name, right. the lead actor's name, they, yeah. added, they added a son. And this son happened to be the Zelig, right. Uh, right. a gump, he gump was, Zelig. He was um, everywhere, yeah. He was everywhere. Now yeah. I get gump and I get Zelig because the context there was, yeah. these are fictional mm-hmm. characters in this world. And nobody's saying about Zelig based upon a true story. Right. See, that's the thing. You, you say based upon a true story, and then you go, well, which is it? Is it fiction? Right. Or is it based on, and if it's based upon a true story, all fiction is based upon a true story. Right. All fiction is drawn from, you know, they always say, well, how much of your book is autobiographical? All of it. Right. I came from me. How could it not be autobiographical? Right. It's a dopey question. Right. First of all. Right. So. And I think that when you look at artists mm-hmm. like your Bob Dylan's or your yeah. Joni Mitchell's or your Neil Young's, like these fucking great, and I'm, I'm very old, so I'm mentioning this. I might as well right. talk about Cab Calloway and Eddie Cantor. <laughs> you know, when I'm looking at all Junius Booth. <laughs> exactly. I'm here to tell you. Be, be with me on this one. Everybody pull a stool up. <laughs> so... It's the idea of, like, all of that stuff is storytelling. What Dylan had to go through was when people say, well, what part of the story is true? And it's essentially what you're saying. It's like, it's all true, but none of it is true. Yeah, yeah. It's all true because I'm saying it's true. Right. It's all true, even though it might not have happened. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so, again, your sh- all, the sh- all the reduced shows, I feel, are shows that are in service of yeah. education yeah. and entertainment. Well, and, and I would reverse those. You know, it's entertainment, then education. But, mm-hmm. you know, all we want to do is make people laugh. And, you know, right. talking about the comedy show, the history of comedy show, you know. But like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Oh, wait, a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I would say that if you didn't have, I, I, when I go, when you go, the, the complete works of William Shakespeare Bridge or the complete uh, Bible, Bible of Bridge or whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. I'm going to have that basis of going, I know about the Bible. Right. And I want you to tell me something more about the more Bible in I, a fun way. That I didn't know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is entertaining, but the thing that draws me in is the intellectual thing that pulls me in. Well, and that's, I've always, my favorite improv shows. My favorite sketch shows, in fact, because that's all RSC shows are. Mm-hmm. British Shakespeare Company shows are just sketch shows with right, a theme right. and a kind of a minor plot of mm-hmm. three guys attempting the impossible. But I've always been drawn to the improv shows that are about something. Right. You know, I loved Modern Problems in Science that Rich Fulcher and De Costello and Phil Granchi did. Uh-huh. I loved it bang when it was the Jews versus the Christians right. at Christmas and, 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 and Easter, Easter and Passover. Hanukkah right. and Passover. Right. And, um, uh, the Easter Hanukkah crossover was weird, but nonetheless, mm. it was still it was all good. But um, I love it when the it, when I just it was a miracle I found those eggs. <laughs> there were miracle. only there were only eleven <laughs> eggs. We found twelve. It was a miracle. <laughs> and here's a chocolate egg for Elijah. Exactly. <laughs> right um, uh, but 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 I always like my comedy to be about something. Right. When you say about something, because everything's about something. Right. But about something important that I can grasp. Right. A subject matter. Not, yes, it's always about something because it's always about relationships. It's always about people. It's always right. about... Or it's about words. Or yes. it's about, you know... But like everything, even if it's about something, it's about people and relationships. Right. So I like that extra level of being of it being about something. Right. So that's what I like when our, when our shows do. You know, our, our, our shows are all sketch comedies about something important, and I'm doing air quotes mm-hmm. with my fingers, um, capitalized. Um, because that's funny to me. Right. And I also, conversely, I like my drama to have some comedy in it. Right. Because it's very much like life. Right. You know, even in the most horrible, this is another thing, we're talking about being in service. Um, and we were talking about my friend, the Libyan ambassador, mm-hmm. or the ambassador to Libya, I guess he was an American ambassador to mm-hmm. Libya. Um, you know, my, part of my job now, I feel, is to not carry on his work, but to talk about him and talk right. about what Tell he was. Tell me his name again. Chris Stevens. Okay. And, 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 and part of that, right. and part of that job 
is to talk about what a great sense of humor he had. He was, Chris Stevens. Chris Stevens. Right. He had a great, he, he you know, I, people say, oh, it's great that you're t having, you, you can bring a lightness to your memories of him. I said, my memories of him are all light. Right. He was an amazingly humorous person. Right. He well, was a funny guy. That's how he did his job. It's how humor across the world, across cultures, across religions. He's an ambassador. He was an ambassador, and he would love to talking to people. He didn't like sitting behind a desk. Right. He loved being out jogging, joking right. with folks. Right. You know? He was also a diplomat a who diplomat. understood people on what I look at as I mean, I don't, I didn't know him. I never met him. But look at look at people on a subdermal level. The idea of not just hearing you, not just seeing you, but feeling what it is that you're giving, that you, who it is that you are, right. understanding, seeing that, connecting in that right. way. Yeah. So when a gang comes in, or when somebody is abducted, or somebody jumps out of a bush at somebody, you're like, right. you're not giving me a chance to be a fucking human being right, right. now. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and Chris always came to see our shows whenever we were performing them, mm -hmm. you know, it, near where he was, which is usually Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. um, you know, because he appreciated that. He did musicals with me. Mm -hmm. we did, I directed him in three musicals. He was, he was also a performer. Mm -hmm. he was of a, course he, he is. Was, uh, yeah, because you're always, yeah. But even, it's funny, when you, yes, of course he is, but there was an honesty to his performances that, so he's not... Faking I it. didn't say faking. I know it. you didn't. I didn't say that. I know you didn't. But when you, but I know that people sometimes go, oh well, he was a performer. That means he's faking it. Right. And and you and I agree that that no, if you're a performer and you're bringing the truth, you're the best kind of performer. And whatever. and 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 even somebody who works at Brooks Brothers selling suits, or right. somebody that works at right. you know any place that you're buying something, yeah, you're yeah. going, you know what, you're not connecting with me on a human level. Yeah. And when I'm going to say it right now. Fuck those douchebags at Mazda. I've tried to buy a Mazda twice, oh. and each time the salesman's gone. So what do you think? How are we gonna get in this car? It's like I'm just looking around. It's like let me, let me. Uh, do you know Phil? I'm mean, like, no. Do not show me your goddamn manager. Right. Fuck your manager because he's gonna strong arm yeah, me. Yeah. Tell me about a car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 and yeah, tell yeah. me about a car. Just tell me about the fucking car. I've bought three cars in my life, and I've never come out of it thinking that I hadn't been anally raped. Uh huh. You know, it just there's something unclean about the whole process, and I wish there wasn't. For me. I come in with such knowledge that I feel like just just fucking do the paperwork yeah. and tell me about maybe some things that I didn't know about. Yeah, didn't, but don't yeah. try to go, you know what, a sexy guy like you coming in a place like this or whatever the fuck <laughs> it's going to be. It's like, you know what, uh, what you need is to get under yeah. cleaning, coding, yeah. insurance. Yeah. And it's like, I don't need you that. You know what, I'm but, good. I'm good. Exactly. Yeah, thank and, you and, 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 and when I say I'm good, please know that what I mean is I'm good. Right. And leave me the fuck right. along. Well, but that's the thing. You're, uh, everything's a show. Everything's right. a show. I mean, right. if, if I learn nothing else from high school theater, it's that it's to, to, to relax and go, you know what? It's just a high school play. Right. And no matter, and I use that expression a lot, no matter what it is, <laughs> no matter what we're talking about, it's back to the thing about perspective we were talking about the first, mm -hmm. the first couple of minutes. Um, you know, it's going to be okay. It's right. just a high school play. Right. It's all we're doing here. And even grownups, and even in real, the real theater, you know, I'm working at, with real theater companies. It's just a high school. Program. Now you said, can you talk about what you? What you're, yeah, what you, yeah, yeah. So you're you're going to be working with work, Looking Glass. Yeah, yeah. And what is the show? It's a show called um, In the Garden, a Darwinian love story. <laughs> it's it's. I just got this gig, and I got it by filming me myself reading sides on my phone. Right. And I've sent in you know dozens, hundreds of these over the years. Not hundreds, dozens mm -hmm. over the years. These little iPhone auditions, and you never get a job like this. They gave me the job. They gave me the part, and it's a it's a four it's a four actor play about Charles Darwin and his wife Emma. She was very religious. 
believed in salvation. He was Charles Darwin, you know, writing The Origin of Species, and right. yet their marriage survived, endured, because it, despite their differences, maybe because of their differences. Right. So they have two actors playing Charles and Emma, and then they have an older, a, older actor and an older actress playing everything else. Got it. And so I'm the older, I've decided to be the older actor in that situation. As long as you get a choice in that matter, that's See, all that fucking matters. Do, do you I'm, get to say what you want to say, or do they force you with I this I think thing? they're going to have some lines that they would prefer that I stick to, you know, but whatever, that's my prefer job. Is a, prefer is a soft word. I, prefer is <laughs> yeah, a very soft word. There's a lot word. of room there, really, yeah, with prefers. Little, yeah, yeah when you guys, we would prefer. It's like, prefer. Prefer, I, is, such a, prefer is one of those bullshit words yeah. where it's like, it's, it is the most passive-aggressive <laughs> word. Do you and Dee call each other honey? Yeah. You do? Yeah. But also we'd call each other butt face. Right. And butthead and whatever. I mean, we call uh, each other. Sometimes, and now, we ha I, now I have a daughter who's, who's also honey. So sometimes I'll go honey, big honey, little honey. <laughs> do you, now this is my feeling about honey, and I might have talked about it before. And I've done 90 of these things, so sometimes like, I don't know. Um, I think honey is the most passive aggressive of all of all nicknames mm -hmm. because the honey is always I always feel like there's a subtext underneath the honey and the honey is you fucked up in the past are you going to fuck up again so it's honey did you get the groceries out of the car I believe it can be used that way okay uh, and I believe I have used it that way in the past mm -hmm. honey right right but most of the time it's just a shorthand give me a, give me an example of of how I've used it as a shorthand as a shorthand honey where are the keys right yeah Hey, but what's want... underneath honey where are the keys? Is there something underneath honey where are the keys? No, it's okay, it's, fine. it's 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 less formal than going Denise Ryan whose professional name is D Ryan. Um where are my keys? Right. You know? Right. But it's not it, it, I didn't know that this isn't what it is, but it's not it's not where did you put my keys? It's not oh, Denise oh, Ryan oh. where did you put my keys? No, 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 no. Or, Have you seen my keys? It's it's, yeah. it's just what it is is just what yeah. it is. I mean, I tried to I tried to be more textual than subtextual, which is why that app is going to be so helpful. <laughs> it's to really going to be good for you. Um, but the thing getting getting back to me and my career, right. uh, the thing that's so it's exciting about this looking glass thing. Mm -hmm. It's that it's, it's a theater gig, and one of the reasons we moved to Chicago right. was so I could do more theater that's not related to the Virginia Shakespeare Company. Right. And I could be here in town. I can be. I can be living. I could be going to my home to my own family in my own bed. At right. Night, right. As opposed right. to being on the road with the Virginia Shakespeare Company. It's an equity show. And it's well, yeah, it's an equity show with an amazing theater company, a well-respected Tony-winning theater company on Michigan Avenue. On Michigan Avenue at and, Chicago. And it's and it's and I'm not. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, eighth guy from the left in some huge ensemble. There's only right. four grown-up. I think there's two little kids. When's it open? Uh, March of twenty, uh, April of twenty fourteen. April of twenty twenty three. Uh, yeah, April twenty three. Right. It's a long. It's a process. It's got a very long it's process. It's really it's good. Moscow they, Art Theater. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. when we say they prefer certain lines, we're gonna have to go through almost every line and yeah. see which ones they're preferring. Yeah. They're yeah. Not it's not gonna be a short process. No, the, that creative process. <laughs> it's sort of like you're going down the rabbit hole in the in the Looking Glass story. Well. It's so we're premiere too, which I'm excited to. Oh, I mean, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. So, and we're always doing. I mean, RSC is always doing world premieres too. Right. But, but we also do our shows, as you know, forever and ever and ever and ever. Right. So our shows are never done. It's one of the things I miss about working in television because, that, you know, at the end of the day, for better for worse, that scene's done. Right. You're never going back to that. You're never scene. going back. So you live and die on your choices that you made on that day, yeah. or someone that has guided you in some certain way. Well, exactly. You really yeah, live yeah, and die yeah. on the choices that somebody made to hire you. Well, yes, exactly, right? And then your own instincts on the day. Right. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy, there was just an article. Boy, oh boy, what am I, 1920s? Boy, oh boy, <laughs> boy. Uh, that Calvin Coolidge. That's um, always so swell, hugging you, Dave. <laughs> exactly. So, um, the, uh, uh, 
uh, I've just read a uh, Rolling Stone interview with, um, oh, he's very famous. The Johnny guy. Depp guy. Michael Johnny Fox. Depp. Oh, okay. Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp says, never watch my performance. I've never seen my performance. When it's done, it's done, it's over, it's over. And I look at that and I go, I totally understand what that is. But there's also this curiosity yeah. that I have to go, how'd that look? What do they do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I do that. I, 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 I would be lying if I said I never watch my performance. I always watch them. And, and, you know, most of the time, but again, I'm, I'm not a neurotic actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have my own share of neuroses. But, you know, I, I look at it and I go, yeah, okay, that was okay. Right. I mean, you know, that was, yeah, I wish I could have done better on that. But, you know, it's gone. Whatever. Isn't that interesting that I could have done better on that? That's the way that I look at it. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. But for the most part, I look at stuff and I go, they put me on tape. <laughs> you know, but there's yeah. also like, yeah. that, like the idea of they gave me that job. I think I fucking did a good job, yeah. or they gave me that job, and yeah. I'm 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 seldom, well, I'm seldom humiliated anyway. Right. But I'm seldom like like going. There was one time I had to do a, I had to be a crying uh, widow on a thing, on a and I that was I because I'm not a I'm not a crier. It's not what I do generally. Although as I get older, it's easier to cry. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I watch I just well, I watch that. With a little through a little, through you know clenched fingers, but uh, I mostly went oh okay. I didn't embarrass myself, embarrass myself on that. Yeah, that's how good. often do you embarrass yourself? Uh, not not rare. Right, you know, but rarely. it's so interesting that we go to well, I didn't embarrass myself as opposed to I really like that. The go to is did yeah. I embarrass myself? And I understand what you say because you're this not, was a particular thing about about because I had to cry and that's not it. a thing I'm usually hired to right. do. I'm usually hired to be the stern guy with glasses and a tie giving <laughs> bad news to somebody. A lawyer, you know. Of some kind. I do a lot of fantastic glasses acting. If you go uh-huh. through back my oeuvre, and I wish you would, I will. Um, I, will. Uh, I do a lot of fabulous glasses acting. I'll you figure know. through your oeuvre. Yeah, that um, would be fantastic. The the that I would like to see. I would like to see a reel of you doing glasses acting. Yeah. Glacting. Yeah, glacting. Just Some glacting. great glacting. Uh, no, it's great because that's, you know, you, you well, and then there's a couple things. There's this, like I did a West Wing and I disappear from the second half of the scene. It's like, oh, right, I did a thing with a, I did a thing with a coffee mug where I was looking over the top of it, which was so, it was like laughing. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yes, that's a thing I regret. But you know, this is the thing too. What I the a- actors that win awards. I, I think actors who win acting awards, on, particularly in film and television, they don't thank casting directors, directors, and editors enough. Right. Because though, if it weren't for the casting director, you wouldn't be in the room. If it weren't right. for the director, you wouldn't be cast. And if it weren't for the editors, you, your performance wouldn't be as good. Exactly. Because they would have used all the crappy stuff. Right. You know, so and then on that West Wing, they cut me out of the scene because it was stupid. I was looking over this mug. But who's but it's also the DP not saying, you know, like, like, yeah, right. You're right. You know, so it wasn't just you because in those situations, there's somebody guiding you. You know, and I've had so I had a great I was I did a a thing of an episode of 24. Uh huh. And the DP on that, because they had to get some reaction shots of me watching torture, uh-huh. and I had to kind of really flinch at it because it justified, I voted to impeach President Palmer, and I still get emails about this from people saying, how could you, how could you? And I said, well, look, you didn't see the stuff they cut, and part of the stuff they cut was the torture with me reacting to the torture, oh. painfully. But like, it was the DP who would just kind of give me a little thumbs up. Or maybe, right. maybe just the kind of tiny shrinking fingers to say, hey, a little less. A little oh, less, that's less, fucking less. great. It was awesome. It was awesome. I've, you know, it, everybody I've worked with in television, for the most part, 99% of them have been awesome. How many, how many, how many shows have you done, do you think? I don't know. In, I don't know. 20 or 30 maybe? Uh-huh. I don't know. I should count it up. I, uh, I should count up my IMD thing, IMDB page. Uh-huh. I don't know. I did a bunch. You know, playing doctors and lawyers. But, um, right. but uh, uh, 
you know, they were almost always great. And I would always come home and Dee would say, how, how were they? And I would say, you know what, they were great. And she went, well, why shouldn't they be? Right. They're all working. They're all making really good money. Um, Is it weird that I always think I got lunch? Yeah, I got lunch. I got a haircut. Right. <laughs> For me, this is what I get. I always <laughs> take these. I would take them. Yeah. I got a belt and I got a pair of socks. I, I would, when I first got out to L.A., when I called uh, Pat Finn, because Pat <laughs> Finn and I have similar heads of hair. Uh-huh. I would say, Pat, where do you get your haircut? Uh-huh. And, and he said, oh, God, I haven't had to pay for a haircut in a long time. Because I, I was like, <laughs> That's what? how you know how well you're working. <laughs> yeah, because you're working. That's, it's like, oh, right, I need to wait for the next gig where they'll cut my hair for me. That's hilarious. <laughs> but for me, the big thing was uh, belts and she- uh, socks. Yeah, listen. I got, I got a fucking uh, oh. Hugo Boss suit. Mm. I got a Hugo Boss suit when I was working on the... Oh, I forgot. Oh, Mario and the Mob. It was a movie with uh, Robert Conrad. Oh, cool. And I got a, uh, I played Nathan the, Nathan the Nose. I really? was supposed to have a lead role. I was supposed to be the heavy, but they looked at me and Robert Conrad together and went, I ain't going to do it. So Jay Leggett oh. got the heavy. He got the fucking lead role. Wow. That was like, I was really close to getting lead. But Plus, you're taller than Robert Conrad. <laughs> well, maybe. Pretty, pretty close. It was, it was great. But I got this Hugo Boss suit that I wore uh, on nice. main stage. For, I wore it in Second City for three nice. years. A Hugo Boss That's suit. really lovely. Fucking really I nice. got some lovely white linen trousers off of a pilot I did once. Naked Hotel. It never aired, but I got to kiss a girl and they paid me for it. We got to roll around like we were making love. And I got a pair of white trousers, linen trousers at the end of the day. Uh, this is why we love the showbiz. Right. That's why we love the show. It's really the best reason to go to the theater is for the swag. The, the show jacket. I want the show jacket right. and play in the softball league. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's, well, I don't want to, uh, doing Broadway would be fun, mm-hmm. but only if I could play in this Broadway softball league and get a show jacket. One of the greatest things in Second City was when I got the varsity jacket. Oh, the varsity yeah. jackets back then were wool yes. body, leather sleeves with yeah. your name on it. Yeah, Dee never got one of those. I yeah, I got one of those and I still have it. And the RSC has varsity jackets. We gave ourselves varsity jackets. It's so nice to have yeah. that that sort of swag. But it also is, like you don't want to be the guy. Well, do you wear it to your shows? I used to. You did. I used to uh-huh. because it was like it's a good heavy coat. Right. I could put everything in it. I had I put a pocket in for a paperback. Now did you design the pocket? Did I you, did. Did you go? It's got to have a fucking pocket. It's got to have a pocket. Yeah. You know what? A jacket that doesn't have an inside pocket. What the fuck? Well, and 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 D complains about all this all the time. Women's jackets. Women's blazers. Uh-huh. They don't have inside pockets for for phones and whatnot that all the guy stuff. Right. You know, do. And I fucking it's, love yeah, it's that. Wrong. I love that. It's I love wrong. it. You gotta have your gadgets. Right. I also see people who go the other way, which is uh, the cargo pants with all the shit in it. Used to do that. Yeah. I don't do it quite so much anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, you get older. You do. You get older and uh, you get your little man bag, your little purse. Yeah, I do. I have one. I bought one in Japan. That's fucking yeah. great. But yeah. I love this. I love yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, you cut this. Out. That's really great. That's yeah. really great. It's great. And as you, you know, but there's also the idea of as you get older, you also realize I just need this and that's and that's all I need. Because right. I carry around a backpack and I'm going, I'm that guy carrying around a backpack all the time. Right. I'm that 55 year old, 54. I'll be 55. Hey, happy birthday! It's in April. But as still, you're, you're as, May, right? as am I. Oh, no, I'm in April. April too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're both Aries. Right. Leaders of men. Leaders of men. Really. Uh, leaders cool. of Hosen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it always kills me that you don't do more TV. Because you're awesome, a. But also, you're a good, you know, you're an improviser. But you can learn lines. Although that was funny, you had. <laughs> I oh, remember man. you had some problem with lines in our show. At the show, at the beginning yeah. of the show. But they'd be different show. They'd be different lines. Um, 
But uh, you have a you have a distinctive look. There's no way around. Yeah, that. I stopped doing it. I just stopped. I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't want to deal with it because yeah. it really comes down to, uh, you know, spending a lot of time on yeah. very little turnout, and I live alone. Yeah. And if I don't work, and yeah. it's also I'm working now. I I haven't tabled, tab, tab, tabulated everything to go. Is it worth my in order to what's the but I go out of town so much. Even my commercial agents stop calling me, and right. I, I love them, and they're right. always really good. Right. But I love doing. I love mm -hmm. it. I love when somebody asks me to do something. Yeah, it's great. Um, I love working, but it goes back to what uh, what I really want to talk. What I was uh, before we even started taping the first one was that existential experience that happens in our lives right now. Saying, "Why am I here?" Like mm. periodically to go, "What's uh, to pull back and say, okay, I'm working." I'm, I'm, I've got some work coming up. I don't know when the next work is. That's part of it as well. And then, like being on the road and being alone lately, because you also have other people that you're working with. And yeah. for me, I'm just meeting these people, right, meeting these right. people, meeting these people. And to and then the rest of my life is coming in. Yeah. You know, relationships, breakups, those sort of thing. And it makes me stop sometimes and go, "What's happening? What am I doing?" Yeah. But not in a way that shocks me. Yeah. Or do you understand what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. And it and I mean it's for me. I uh, if you ask me that question now, my, my answer would be to make people laugh. Right. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm here to do. Only because that's what I've been doing. Right. You know, and but, that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's what I've been doing now yeah. is hitting me and going, "Wow, that's what I've been doing." <laughs> right? Is that and how's that working going? out? Right. Is that what, what could I be doing? Right. And do and here's the here's the thing. I have no choice. In what? I have no choice in most things. What I'm saying is. I'm doing what it is that I'm doing because that's what it is that I'm doing. Right. I don't think that there is a choice of what it is that I'm doing. I'm doing this. Whatever it is that I would then go, I'm going to do that now, isn't a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a direction that I'm going. Mm -hmm. I'm being very Buddhist about the whole thing, right. but that's the way that it's been working. Well, and I, I'm not a guy who lives with regret. You know, I kind of, right. you know, I just, I, I do what right. I do and I do what I do and I don't regret and I don't get upset. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, I'm a multitasker. I always have been because I think I also have, talking about ADD, I also, I also, I get bored quickly, right? And I like to do a lot of different things. I like to act. I like to write. I like to direct because I see a script that I like, or I see a bunch of actors that I like, or I think I can. I think I have a vision for a play where everybody can get on a. On a I can bring everybody on the same page. I like. Right. I like to do lots of different things. Now, it's not a regret, but every now and then I do kind of go, gee, I wonder if I had focused on acting. Right. Or I wonder if I had focused on just writing, just only doing that. But you don't have a choice in that. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think so. But isn't this getting back to the venting we were talking about at the very beginning of this, if you keep it in, if you keep that part of the conversation in? Um, I'm sure you have a choice. Don't you always have a choice? I don't think you have a choice. Do you not? No. I mean, I'm, it's, not that, it's not that, no, I'm not. I'm just saying, it's not, it's not this is my fate or this is my destiny. Yeah. It happens to be, this is the path that I'm on. I am not on the writer path. Right. And just by my saying maybe I could do that doesn't mean that that's something I want to do. Well, you can. Yeah, you'd have to go do it. I would also have to be inspired in order to go do right. that. Right. Right. You know, and and the right. inspiration is the path. Right. Am I making sense there? No, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I always go. Well, sure, you always have a choice. 
I mean, what if you just stayed you stayed here in Chicago and just never left town and called your commercial agent and said, look, I'm never leaving. But that's the direction that my life is going. It's not necessarily a choice. It, I guess it is where sooner or later you, you, you pull the trigger and you do that thing. Sooner or later, you, you, this yeah. is what I'm doing. Yeah. But it's not like I'm looking at both these things right now. Because if I'm looking at both these things right now, not, there is one that is clearly not equal that I have not accepted that is as being clearly not equal. Right. And for me, it was when I was in LA, getting back to why I don't do TV. When I was in LA, I was getting teaching jobs and I was getting improv yeah, jobs and right, I was getting right, coaching jobs right. and I was doing all that. And yeah. there was also this other thing going, I really like to do that, I really like to do that. I see. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, go, you go where the response is. You, yeah. Right. Yeah. But you go yeah. where the lovely responses and sometimes yeah, you right. go where the, the miserable right. responses are. But when you go with the miserable responses, those are the ones that are going, oh, that's the choice. Well, and maybe that is getting back to fate and de destiny. Maybe that is your destiny. I don't, but yes, but I don't see it as, in, and I know that you don't feel this way. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, the idea of in the big book, or right. Dave Rosowski was born right. a natural, right. you know, yeah. one of those. Blonde. Things. Right? What? what? Right, right. Uh, no, I know, I don't either. But on the other hand, you kind of go, okay, if everybody, everybody, if everybody tells you you're dead, you might as well just lie down. Right. Do you know I, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, really? If everybody tells me, if everybody tells you you're dead, you might as well lie down. Is that what you said? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. It just means like you're getting a res you're getting responses in this way. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe okay. you need you know maybe you listen. Got you it. need to listen to what people are saying. You listen what? listen to the answers you're getting. Right. I think that's the same thing if you're looking at two things and you decide to go that. Mm -hmm. You're getting the teaching jobs because the, that those are the lovely positive responses you're getting. Right. And you're not response. You're 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 not you're not getting the job isn't a failure. Right. It's your 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 to be here. Right. You're to be here. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I got, I got into NYU's acting program for grad school, and I turned him down, because I thought no matter how much training I have, I'm still going to look like this, right. like me. I'm still going <laughs> to look like a guy that you go to and say, could you look at this? I think it's benign. Right. You know? Right. Could you, could you um, notarize these papers for me? Right. I look like a white guy in glasses and a suit who will help you uh, put together your will. Yeah. You know, I look like a lawyer. I look like a doctor. I look like a professional, upper class, waspy, you know, um, uh, upper status, high status guy. Right. I'm not a chameleon. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess I'm a chameleon within a certain very narrow range. So I just looked around and I went, <laughs> okay, I, you know, what's the point? of? That's why I went and got my degree in directing. Right. I thought because there will be more opportunities for me to act as a director than there will be for opportunities for me to direct as an actor. That's also, that, that's a lovely large picture. Yeah. And in that way, you surrendered your ego to go, yes, it would be great. I get a, I get a message from Titch. Or is that Tish with Tish. an S? Yeah. Tish. I get a message from Tish. Yeah. And well, how great would that be? But yeah. looking at that, going, that's I, and I think that had you gone through that, yeah. there would have been struggle. Well, I think there would have been struggle, and there might also have been a been. Hey, I'm maybe I'm better, better actor than I thought I was. Oh, right. Too, maybe know? I can play a rabbi. Maybe or that I could old play Jewish a rabbi. guy. I could. I, I get mistaken for Jewish all the time. I bet. I you think do. I do. You do. It's my pale yet Semitic good looks. Or that I'm tight with a buff. But you know, it could be lots of things. I don't know, but I get that a lot. And, and I heard you talking to uh, Rusty Schwimmer. I have, I have played a priest. I have played a minister once. Um, I've never played a nun, strangely, but I have. 
and you need to introduce me because now we live in her old hood. Oh, you would love her. Uh, yeah. Dee doesn't know Rusty? I don't think so. Oh my God, those two fucking so. people that, together in a room? Yeah, uh, oh, that's, God. that's Oh my God, I gotta do that. You gotta put us together. I, okay, all right, we're gonna have to stop there. Wait, well, don't stop, that means Ian's gonna fade up the music and I won't be talking anymore. Really nice talking to you, no. okay. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Today's episode was sponsored by GoDaddy. Thinking about starting a new website? GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code ADDCOMEDY at checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website, ADDCOMEDY.com. Hello, ADD Comedy Podcast listeners. Dave Rosowski here. First off, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And second off, if you've ever wanted to take a class with me but thought, Gosh, I don't think I'll ever be around where David is. Know that you can now take the virtual class at iActing. Just check our website out, and there's a link there. Click on that link, and that will set you up. you got to do a little hunting, but I think that it's well worth it. We'll hear you in your ears. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrozowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.